Welcome to Noir Professionals. I'm Sam. And I'm Siobhan. And today's topic is current events or talking shit. You decide. What is your current event that you would like to bring to the listeners this week? Well, I think I'm going to start with this bit of news that I saw on TMZ. And first of all, TMZ, okay, (laughs) don't do me, okay? Don't even. Oprah has one of two options as best friends and neither one of them is Reese Witherspoon. It's me or Gail, TMZ. Me or Gail. Like, I saw on TMZ because I was just like looking to see what was going on and I don't really keep up with entertainment or anything like that. Before the show, I wanted to have some kind of entertainment. Exactly. Which I was hysterical. blown away. <laughs> neither one of us do, right? So we're like, oh, no. we have to go and kind of no. see what's going on. Yeah. But how And do, I often wonder, like, up? how the hell do we keep up? What do we talk about? We don't talk about, like, we're so boring, you guys. Well, I don't we're know. Not I was boring. So, we're just different. <laughs> we're different. <laughs> we have to, like, work at, work at this, you know, like, well, we're going to figure out what's going on in the world and so we can talk about it. You know, like, we, I don't know how they came up with it. I, they... You had like a video of Oprah talking about Reese and I wouldn't watch it. I was just like, this is not happening. Like, where's mm-hmm. Gail? I will only succeed Oprah to Gail. That's it. Where is she? Where is she? And she was not there. And I'm like, this Reese Witherspoon business is not it for me. Like, I don't know if you guys know. I love Oprah. Like, adore her. I, I want her to be like my fairy godmother. Oprah, if you're listening, find me. That would be nice. Seriously. That would be nice. I'll bring you. I'll bring nice. you with us, Siobhan. I'll bring you with us. Yes, please do. <laughs> like, just sprinkle some Oprah dust on my student loans. I don't even have to go anywhere with y'all. Just do that, we, and I'll support we, that friend. We don't take Oprah's money. We don't take Oprah's money though. Like, we we no. just want to be next to her. Just but like no, breathe she's on the fairy me godmother. So I can make she's my going own to money. sprinkle the dust like we can yeah. make our money on our own she's supposed yes. to make magic happen yes Oprah, that's all i want sprinkle just that to, magic just, fairy dust on the student just touch <laughs> touch your yes as i just want like mm. so that that pissed me off what I it's like oprah and reese i don't think so gail or me gail or me i'm not even going to talk about stepman it's me or gail me or gail she doesn't even really talk about Stedman. <laughs> no, nobody it. talks about Stedman. Stedman can take a, you know, I don't know, Oprah. I don't know, honey. I'm sorry. I don't want to say that. No, Stedman might be her love, her boo. Remember that song he's like booed up? I don't know. Someone made me listen to it. And it was really wait, interesting. Wait, is this an old song or a new song? Because there is uh, a new song called Booed Up by this booed chick, LMA. But when you I don't said... Know who made it. Like my boo, I was thinking of like that ghost town. And I, I think don't, I don't believe I just don't. tried Why to like you? bust out. Oh, I don't know because my I was, God, <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Everyone can just <laughs> ignore that that even happened because if I can't think, sing. Oh I can't carry guys. <laughs> that was but they know the that they were also best. thinking of that too that, that like you know what song i'm talking about like the yes, at night I, I think of you that boy is don't very you old. know that that one yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> yes i do know this song that's way way back i remember i had a boyfriend never mind anyway that's far back <clears throat> I'm that's talking what i thought talking about that's it's this new one called boot up boot up boot up boot up boot up that one yeah i'm pretty certain that that's lma Oh, okay. 
I don't know. I don't listen I to it. And I just thought maybe Oprah and Stepman are booed up. They're more than booed up. You know what? They could actually be secretly married and no one would know about they it. They are not. And I would know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I so, think Stedman has his own money. So it's not like he, he would does, have to. Because he touched you know, Oprah. Take, just like Gail. <laughs> just <laughs> you got to touch Oprah. No. So then in other news, breaking news <laughs> today. And I'm so curious because obviously I don't have kids and you have kids. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. about your take on this. I'm sure everyone's been following like this whole college scandal about rich people bribing Ivy League schools for their kids to get mm-hmm. in. Didn't and that just happen came- a while ago? Um, it did. I feel like it came out earlier in the summer that everyone like found out about it. Right. But Felicity it's that girl Huffman. from Full House. It's yeah, it's Aunt Becky from Full House. It's Felicity Huffman. I want to say that it was somebody else, but I'm not sure. I'm just I know Felicity Huffman because this is so terrible. But I know Felicity Huffman because I really like her husband, William H. Macy. I think he's a great actor. Um, I'm not sure what Felicity oh, Huffman is in. I think she's in like um. One of those doctor shows, ER, or not ER, but a doctor show. Um, But anyway, she basically spent $15,000 for a Harvard student to boost her daughter's SAT scores. And so her punishment for doing this, because she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, she's crying, sad, the whole nine. She's going to get 14 days in prison, a $30,000 fine. She has to do 250 hours of community service. And then she has supervised release for one year. And I'm like, hearing this, I have so many questions and so many thoughts about this. Um, Like, one, as a mom, do you think that you would ever go that far to, like, help your kids get into college? Like, is it really that serious? You you know, I wonder, like, what were you people doing throughout their whole entire elementary, middle school, high school career? Like, if you just focus and you try hard, you get you get what you deserve. You know, like, if you are not Ivy League smart, you shouldn't go to an Ivy League school setting yourself up to fail. If you are community college smart, then that's where you should be until you have, you know, worked on yourself enough to become more efficient in your study habits or whatever it is that causes you, you know, to struggle with school. And I know that because like for me, at least, I struggled in school until I figured out how to study, until I figured out, you know, what works for my brain may not be the same thing they teach in school. So I had to figure out how Sam studies and I was able to apply that and get better grades and do better in school and grad school, etc. But, you know, if you can't force some kid who's got a junior college kind of mentality in the uh, cognitive ability to be in an Ivy League, Harvard, Stanford, Yale school. Those are league schools because they are for excellent students, students that excel. But so I just want to correct. I don't want to say correct. I want to bring up something because I feel like you brought up an interesting topic the way you described community college. So I just want to say because I feel like when I was in high school, it's not always that like community college is that somebody is not academically prepared. Sometimes it's also financial ability they can't afford. Because I know that was something that I faced when I was graduating high school and getting ready to go to college. My dad was like, you should go to community college, you should pay for it, and then you should go 
to like four year university and finish and i was like no 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 dad because i feel like in my high school growing up it was presented in that way that if you went to community college you weren't focused in high school you weren't paying attention you weren't sure what you were gonna do well that's not what i'm saying though i'm saying that and i'm not like putting that stigma on community college but i'm saying like some students literally should not progress it's just like skipping a grade and not learning the fundamentals it's setting yourself up for failure that's the way i'm looking at this particular situation like there's a plethora of reasons people go to junior college but for you as an individual who's sneaking your child into an ivy league school you know what i mean that's Mm -hmm. how i feel about that like if your kid can't get in that school by themselves you're setting them up to fail you're setting but them what up I to fail. Also, don't understand, right? It's like, okay, if you had $15,000 to spend to fake your kid getting in, I'm pretty certain you could have made a $15,000 donation to the school and your kid would have gotten anyway and it would have been the legal way to do this thing. You Not know, for I just, Ivy League. You're going to have to do more than 15000 <laughs> Shit. Well, something I you're mean, they have the money. needs to be named. You know, they... Um, they have the money though so it's like right. what was it that caused them here's to a bigger do thing it this way how about you take that fifteen thousand dollars when they were in high school and invest in tutors and hello let, you know what i mean things of that nature so they can get in there the right way that's what i'm saying because like what are they going to do now if they had to be forced into this school how are they going to graduate what is the retention for those students you know like are they just going to be given grades then you know what i mean that's what i'm saying like how can you push your child into a school that they don't deserve to be in because they didn't earn the right to be there because they don't have whatever it takes you know to get in that school and then now your kid can't be how can they have retention for that child so that was what i was pissed about so you know they're giving away grades they have to because they can't do it by themselves or they would have gotten there on their own i don't think that they're necessarily giving away grades because i read an article one time and guys i do not have a link for this because i read it a while ago um but it was about this woman and she was writing a letter saying that her job was like she was a professional like paper writer resume writer and she was like the way that it works in that world so i want to say this came out around the beginning of this because she was talking about this um she was saying the way it works in this world is that okay fine parents paid to get in there's a team of coaches that write these resumes that they write these college applications and then it's like this child is groomed so now when they're in school this person or this group of people continue to write papers for them when they graduate college and they're doing or their senior year they're doing internships this team of people help connect them to the right companies to get the right you know um internships so they get the right jobs and then in those jobs their parents have connections to you know upper level management who then says come along let me take you under my wing and now this is your mentor and then it's this whole cycle of always having help to the next level there's no test there's only papers now that speaks to something deeper i don't know how they're <laughs> that's what you know i'm what saying I mean? like you mean to tell me that you can write an a plus paper but get an f on your test like how does the teacher not recognize that these two things are not the same so something's definitely fishy fishy and so that i mean that's all i'm saying is like it just goes to it really tears down the reason why people go to these ivy league schools because i know a couple of people who work with me because i work at a university and oh the yes who, 
Mm-hmm. And so this was a big deal for us. So, and we even spoke out against it. And like, we're not doing that shit. Like, that was kind of what right. we were saying. But I know a couple people who work with me um, that went to Yale and or Stanford, one of the one of the very popular elite schools. And he got there because of his brain. He got in excels. Like his guy's just so smart. And it's like now you have people. You have people wondering about the credibility of such an amazing establishment because of few bad apples. And I think that's terrible that they did that. And I think that schools like Harvard, Yale, Stanford, etc. The you know the big ones are important because they give people things to aspire to. You know, like I mm. want to go to Harvard. I want to go to Yale. And it also is important as for me, as is the way I see it, like as a free market, we need to be able to be competitive. And that's what keeps us moving as a market is the mm-hmm. competitive nature and in our ability to be innovative and progress and all those things. So having establishments and universities that um, push those people forward and propel them into, you know, um, the workforce with excellent tools excellent resources and really give them the opportunity to be innovative and at the university level and so on and so forth and make a bigger impact i think that's really important and we're not seeing that if people are just buying their way in you know and i'm sure like there's probably a very small percentage of the hopefully of the uh, oh i would think so Mm -hmm. i would i would really think so but you know what i wonder sometimes too is Overall, do we think people that go to Ivy League schools, are they truly getting a better education than those of us that go to public institutions? Or are you simply paying for brand recognition that if two people go, you know, I go with my Montclair State, you know, college degree Mm -hmm. and somebody goes with their, you know, Harvard degree and we have all same grades same you know undergrad degree who are they going to pick I'm thinking they're going to pick Harvard because that's brand recognition right. you know mm-hmm. well so I don't know because I them. went to Marquette University which is at the time one of 12 Jesuits universities in the country well I don't I've never heard someone say oh I gave you the job because you're a Marquette alone nope you know and I paid hundreds of thousands I didn't but you know $100,000 worth of tuition was had, you know, just to get me that degree. So then you look at the, and so then now I work for a state uh, university and I look at what they offer their students and what I got when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And I think that it, they're, they're in that, at that level, because Marquette is Marquette, it's not Yale, it's not Stanford, but at that level, there's no, there's no difference. Um, it depends on the university you go to as far as state and public schools are concerned because there's some really good public universities. I, for one, buy into the Kool-Aid from my university that I work for because it is just an, a phenomenal <laughs> university. But when you look, I do believe I have met these brains at Harvard. They work for my, they work at my university. And these people are the ones that are pushing innovation they are so smart like just talking to them is like yeah i'm gonna go and uh read everything on that because you sound very passionate about it you know your stuff like the i can't explain it like they are not everyone who graduates from these you know elite schools are smart like oh wow you're a genius but the ones that i've met and have had the you know good fortune to meet have really impressed me on how um, they look at the world and how they look at their expertise. Uh, 
like is really awesome. Like I work with a couple of doctors who are doing like very innovative things with um, the medical profession. I work with people who are doing very innovative things with um, global, um, you know, climate issues. Just really phenomenal. Those people, those smart brains. So I do think there's a difference. I just don't know if you can. And that's to be fair, is always someone smarter than you. Oh, absolutely. I definitely believe that. So I feel like everyone, and that's what makes things so interesting, right? And mm-hmm, that if there mm-hmm. is someone smarter than you, then they can teach you. So it's like, mm-hmm, I heard mm-hmm. them were like, you want to have someone that's ahead of you and someone that's behind you. So someone that you can reach and aspire to, and then someone that you can turn around and pull them back up to where you are and get them going to the next place. So I think that's a really great way to look at it. Mm-hmm. But what else do you have to share with us this evening, Sam? Well, since we're talking about, um, since we've been talking about uh, brain people, <laughs> I thought I found a very interesting article in regards to um, scientists in China using this um, CRISPR tool um, on HIV patients to try to eliminate the HIV virus from infected patients. So that I thought was really cutting edge. And so it came about because apparently there is a um, CCR5, some kind of gene that's called CCR5, that if it's mutated, makes people highly resistant to the HIV virus, practically immune from it. So these people were given bone marrow. And so some other two people they didn't name um, had HIV and got a bone marrow transplant. And because they got it from these individuals who were resistant to the HIV virus, it eliminated the virus from their system. Isn't that amazing? Really? Yes. Oh, that is really phenomenal. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) I know. I was just like, this is freaking amazing, right? And so, um, so they thought, you know, um, okay, well, since we saw that happen, how can we duplicate that and have that happen again and again and again, right? How can we reinvent this environment so we can continue to have this and actually find a cure that eliminates, not just, not just cures it, but just eradicates the whole entire virus, right? So they tried these tests. Now, mind you, This may not have flown well in USA, but this is China. So in China, they may not have. Well, no, I don't mean. (laughs) I'm just like, I don't know what's coming. I don't know what they're about to do. Well, no, I'm saying like in the the CDC and all these different you know agencies that get involved and stop a lot of stem cell research and all these things, they probably don't have all those regulations, be, you know, in China because they've they're under a different regime, they're under a different hierarchy, democracy, not even a democracy, mm-hmm. you know, dictatorship. So it's like what I say goes, you know. So anyway, right. so they they tried to um, duplicate this event on somebody who had HIV and leukemia at the same time and it didn't work um but they but they did see some things like that they they i don't know if you want to call it splicing or they edited the gene for this person 
with this mutated CCR5 um, cell and okay. try to see if that, I think they did have very low dosages, so like five or 10, 15%, something like that, to see if this could work. And at those amounts, it did not work. But they did say they saw no adverse reaction to them editing the gene. So that's a good thing. So it's like kind of this, uh, you know, we're going in the right direction as far as science and technology is concerned in eradicating some of the more, um, you know, deadly, fatal and, and prevalent diseases in our country. So that's pretty cool. Um, so I'd like to thank those folks in China for that. And this also, not only if they figure out, you know, how to do this correctly, it will help with sickle cell, AIDS, hemophilia, um, and some, a whole host of other diseases that plague us. And I should say, let me correct myself, the kid who China did this test on had AIDS, not HIV. So oh, the, wow. So they had AIDS. Yeah, so this, this kid had AIDS. And the two who were cured um, from the mutated gene was HIV positive. So there's the progression of HIV into AIDS. So it's a different thing. But oh, um, yeah. yeah, so the AIDS virus, the AIDS part of it was um, not cured by duplicating this environment that happened to the folks with HIV. But they did see some progress on how they can improve it. So I think they're going to keep moving forward from what it looks like and sounds in this direction and trying to figure out how we can continue to edit these genes and try to figure out um, if gene therapy is going to be a good fix for some of those diseases. And I think that's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. You know what I think also this brings up like an interesting topic, but I guess again, it depends on how free the people that they were testing this on, like how free were they? Like, did they volunteer for this of their own will or was it forced on them but i think if it's something that they did voluntarily it's mm -hmm. really interesting that like if people are sick and people are dying and scientists and doctors in the medical field are coming up with you know treatments at what point do you say if these people want to try and we're trying to make science better let them try you know but i right i guess that's like very very controversial um, right it's controversial it's a mm -hmm. thin line because it's like well then that's human testing where mm -hmm. do you draw the line between somebody that can't consent like they might be sick but they can't say no i don't want to do this but i think it's right. very very interesting when you have someone that has a disease and they're like yes i am willing right. to try this in the name of mm -hmm. science because i want to say that's how the first polio vaccine was found like the guy shot himself with the polio vaccine and was like, oh, this is something that works. So I feel like sometimes people are in the way the, of progress. Or not even that they're in the way of progress, but like, again, like you said, people are being innovative and they have the space to be creative. They're just like, hey, I'm going to try this. Um, or like stem cell research. Right. But they so. always have steps. Like even this was tried on mice before they went to humans, you know. So it's just like just like here we do human. I don't know if we call it human testing, but we do tests on humans. But you have to go through a ton of things, you know, before yeah. it can get to the clinical stage, clinical trial stage um, where you can use this on humans. <clears throat> mm -hmm. I don't know. um, 
about stem cell research because that that itself is controversial due to the fact that they wanted to take stem cells from babies and a lot of people were saying well the stem cells are a child can't consent yeah true but at some point, it's like, what are we doing with it? We're not, I mean, are we just throwing it in the garbage? You know, <laughs> I feel like this could right. save medical lives. Waste. Because yeah. that happened, I don't know if you remember, there was a family that they had their first child was very, very ill. And they got pregnant for the whole purpose of using the stem cells from the umbilical cord to help the first child. And it was like really big in the news. Um, I right, say it was yeah, like I think I remember in, that. In the late 90s. Yes. And yes. I just remember because I was young thinking, oh my gosh, how does that second child feel? Like you were born for the purpose <laughs> of saving your first sibling's <laughs> life. Like that's it. But it's like, again, where do you cross the line? Did those parents do something wrong by having a second child to save their first child? A lot of ethical things that go um, into this. But I do think overall that that's very interesting. Yeah. That they are working on this and have something that seems pretty reliable. Yeah, it is. And I don't don't get it twisted. I'm about to talk some shit right now. Don't get it twisted. (laughs) If 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 they come up with the cure for some shit, I would be the first one. Like, excuse me, please shoot me up right now like don't play like i'm not gonna ask how you came about it i'm not gonna ask any questions it works it's been approved by cdc or whoever it is that governs medical stuff yes give it to me now because i want to live you know what i mean like (laughs) i don't want to die from this if i don't have to and so Which it's is a so double-edged sword because people who are against it also want the cure for it. And they, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like money. People who don't want to be taxed are the rich. And the people who want to tax more is are the, the middle class or, or the unfortunates, you know? So it's just the haves and have nots all over the place. And, it's a, and it can be applied to so many different levels of, uh, of life. Because I'm sorry, I'd be like, girl. We are going down to the clinic. No, but see, like, that's the thing that's so like interesting that you say that because I feel like that also gets us, and we won't wander into this topic too long because I feel like this one when you start talking about like <laughs> science and medicine, it's very easy to go left. But yeah. I feel like this is also very much like the vaccinate versus the anti-vaccinate, right? Because I feel like mm, okay. I won't get the flu shot. Like <laughs> I no, just won't. I, I just and won't. I won't do that either. I won't get it. But it keeps people from getting the flu. And I've had the flu once in my adult life. And it is pretty terrible. It is terrible. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. But I feel like I was able to fight it. And I was okay. I feel like I don't need the flu vaccine. But then all the other regular ones that you have to get as a developing human, I feel like you should get those. So it is a really like up and down, you know, to vaccinate or not to vaccinate and right. what kind of schedule do you vaccinate on so again it's like in a way aren't we all being tested on because you really never know right. how these things are yes. going to respond with your exact right. chemical makeup you know absolutely what could be fine mm-hmm. for you could cause me to blow up or something crazy you know right mm-hmm. absolutely but yeah that was very very interesting sammy i thought i thought so i thought so too and so i'm a geek about this kind of thing like i'm geek about anything new and exciting so instead of me watching like what oprah is doing which i'm really interested in but i'm just not going to go out and seek it i'm more interested in like oh pluto is a planet again hmm 
You know, <laughs> like, hmm, how'd that happen? Oh, okay, it's a dwarf planet. Okay, well, at least it's upgraded from Asher. You know, I, I'm like interested in those types of things. So this is why I said we're I'm boring at least because I'm like, oh, what happened in current? What happened with? T-Bone or whoever the hell it is out here nowadays, no clue. But I can tell you right now, they found water on Mars. <laughs> if you wanted to know, and what if there's water, there's life. So think about it. That's like fact of the day. I used to do that when I was in eighth grade, <laughs> taking it way back. <laughs> but I find like that's random knowledge that's good for knowing. I used to tell my two girlfriends <laughs> every morning. Does. In homeroom, I would be like, this is the fact of the day. And I had little random facts like You're that. So and damn I think cool. That they, <laughs> I think that they totally appreciated it. <laughs> but moving along, my next current event is, for me, was something pretty cool. Because I originally started following this girl because someone was like, oh, you work with people that have autism. And there's this Asperger's girl whose Instagram you should check out. Because I feel like people do that whenever something happens with autism. They're like, we need to go talk to Siobhan. It's like, guys, I am not the end all be all on autism. I happen to work within that population, but I don't know everything. But again, I'm sure nurses, doctors, teachers, whenever you work with something and people know that you work with that, they tend to bring you everything about that. It's yeah. like, thanks so much. I try so someone, not to do that to people because it's like, I know. Everyone it's, like I, it's like, I don't know what to say. But yeah. um, somebody had mentioned to me. So I was like, okay, let me go see what they're talking about. And it's like, this girl, first of all, she has Asperger's, but she is doing so much like above and beyond that. Like her Instagram is not even about the fact that she has Asperger's. Her name you wanna is- You want to tell us what Asperger's is? Sure. So Asperger's- <laughs> I'm going to be really short and simple. DSM-4. It's Oh, they're not even on 4 anymore, guys. Sorry, they're on 5. It was actually taken out of the DSM-5. I'm 100, like, not 100, I'm like 98% sure. But basically, it's on a spectrum. Yeah, because they changed some of the diagnosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the diagnosing codes. And so it's not its Mm -hmm. own thing anymore. But Mm -hmm. Asperger's is basically, I would want to say like a... Oh, I don't even want to say anything because I feel like people get so like very sensitive. I don't want to offend anybody. So I'll just say it's Asperger's is part of the autism spectrum disorders and somebody may present with um, social um, delays. Is you know, this the one where people randomly so swear? Awkwardness. No, that is Tourette's. Tourette's. So oh, that's I like its that own one. disorder. <laughs> I'm sure these people that have this disorder, they don't like it. It's not something that I'm they can sure they control, don't, but, but yes, that's true. I know what you mean. She was like, you could be like, I'm going to pass up. I, I get it. But no, like, yeah. Um, so Asperger's is out of the DSM-5, mm-hmm. but people that have this diagnosis have had it all their lives or when they find yeah. out. Some people don't find out until they're adults. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to be holding on to this because this is something I found out that I had. Mm-hmm. But um, when I got to the young lady's page, and again, her name is Greta Thunberg. Um, she's doing amazing things. So she's 16 years old and she started this strike for the climate. So every Friday she does not go to school so that she can protest to bring um, information about the environment and the climate. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. And, you know, like 
a little bit about like vegan eating and how you know when we eat meat and all this stuff it's bad for the environment because cows make I want to say greenhouse gas or cows all this eating grass and pooping that they're doing is bad for the environment and so I was like what is going on with the environment I feel like people are saying oh if we don't make changes you know the earth is not going to be around by 2050 like we're going to heat up and it's so weird because I feel like we're always getting um, conflicting information right. about um, when is the earth going to do the greenhouse? Yeah, when it's going to heat up, what's going mm-hmm. on. I feel like I try to do um, my own part to make the environment a safer, better place, if you will. So I try and recycle. I try to, um, you know, reuse aluminum foil, reuse plastic bags when I have them. Um, But it seems like there needs to be more that we're doing. And people like Greta are just bringing attention to this. And so they just passed in New York that if the kids in New York want to take off on September 20th to participate in a um, strike, that if they get permission from their parents, it's going to be okay. And I was like, that's really interesting that young kids are taking such strong stances on things. It's like, right, they're going to inherit all of this. So it's great that they're passionate and that they care about the environment and climate change. And I'm just like, what are we going to do? Like, what are your thoughts on like climate change, right? Because some days climate change feels so real. Like, geez, it's so hot. And then there's days like right now, like I'm freezing cold. It's like, okay, fall just came in. (laughs) But you have to take into account like storms are getting worse. There's weather that doesn't typically occur in areas occurring. Like I definitely think we had a tornado here in Jersey. Like when do you get tornadoes in Jersey? Um, We're finding like insects and animals Mm -hmm. that are in the area that are not typically in this area and it's like why because the climate is starting to change and now they're able to live in this area are you guys seeing anything like that out by you (laughs) i mean it's just always hot out there so (laughs) i don't know i'm scared of everything i don't i try not to look too closely at anything like you know like that's moving let me let me just walk around it you know (laughs) i'm gonna try to figure out what it is why it's here um, no, I fl- I follow the climate conversation on a more um, a higher level. Like I'm not like looking at, oh, we have different insects. Like, okay, so we have the glaciers that are melting at a rapid level. We have um, the trends that we can look at because, you know, I'm more of a data person. So like looking at the trend over time, we can see. We can see it's heated up like the numbers don't lie. You know, this time 100 years ago was totally different than what it is now, you know. So definitely and it, and it makes sense too. like, OK, we've introduced so many things to the environment that are not natural, of course, is going to change the conversation that we have with mother nature, right? It's just like mm-hmm. our bodies, you introduce a drug to your body, um, you are going to see an effect on that, you know? So yeah, for sure. Because it's not natural. It's not a natural thing. It's a pollutant. So and so your body is either going to fight it, accept it, but whatever, it's going to change the chemical that of your body compensation of your body your brain whatever 
So it's like, <clears throat> I think of this, the climate the same way, but this goes into like some of my spirituality too, though. Um, I'm really mm-hmm. big mm-hmm. on treat like I truly believe earth is a being. It's not a thing. And if we treat it as such, we would treat it better if we thought of it as a being because it grows, it has life, you know, um, it exists, it can die. So it is alive and we are killing it. So that's kind of how I look at what we're doing to earth because I look at earth the same way I look at me. If I have mm-hmm. a cancer or if I have a thing, my body's going to try to eliminate the problem. And so we see these tsunamis, we see the changes in weather and the in the real the huge amounts of damage just doing. You look at plate tectonics and the way the earth is moving and, and how it is like swallowing different pieces, like go to Florida and you may never you may walk into a sinkhole, you know, because yeah. of the way that the, the plate tectonics are moving to try to fix, I think. This is my hypothesis. Some of the damage that we are causing it, just like I would my body if I had a cancer in it, you know. Mm-hmm. And the question is, can't Earth cure itself? Will it be able to, you know, or will we kill it, you know, as the us being the interference and the pollutant and the cancer to it? Yeah. So um, I look at that's how I look. I look at each each planet is a being because if it's alive, it can die. And, it you know, then to me, then it's a being. It's a thing. It's a it deserves the respect, you know, of, of a thing. So because trees and grass and all those things, they don't just appear. It's being it's growing. It's living. It's flourishing. It's thriving. You know, so it's all part of the ecosystem. It's all part of the Earth's genetic compensation. Or not genetic, but you know what I mean. It's interesting because this makes me think of two movies that I enjoyed in my younger years. One was called The Arrival with Charlie Sheen. I'm just going to put this out there right now. I enjoy a good cheesy movie. So if you guys go check it out, I'm not saying that this is like Academy Award stuff. This is like rainy Sunday. You just want to pop something in on your fire stick. And basically it's like the earth is heating up and there's aliens. I won't say too much in case you want to go see it, but that's fun. And then another one, it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Um, and what do you call it? He has, like, something is coming and it's killing people. And basically, it's like the environment. It's like, F all of you. You're making us sick. So like, I totally the, can see that. The earth, like the animals, the trees, everything it's killing the people well i mean i can see so i could i don't know i'm not gonna go into it but like earth being a being to me i think that's totally within its realm of being able to do maybe not make trees walk but definitely being able to grow at accelerated pace where you can't build on it or do you know what i mean things of that nature so that it can stop from um you know killing it you know what I mean? Like, I, I just think we're doing that to her. So I applaud these kids and these adults and all these folks who are really trying to make an effort and trying to stave off the end of the world. That is awesome. I would appreciate that very, very much. So, <laughs> but sure. what can you do? You know, like, unless we start going back to riding horses and shit, you know, it's kind of, we have to get the, we either have, we have to either do that or get these cars, you know, fuel based cars out of here and get more into solar power, electric cars, um, get, you know, that I think is going to be the a 
biggest change we can make. And one of the things we did here in Arizona, because the pollution is god awful, um, they gave incentives for people to get these hybrid cars or electric cars by um, giving them these license plates that allow them to drive in the carpool lane. So, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait. So. <laughs> I'm sorry because I shouldn't laugh because this is good but like the first thing that came into my head is so like if you buy this special license plate and they can make money from it then like how is this benefiting the the what do you call it the environment because there's like well no you buy car. a car you buy a car that is oh okay electric or hybrid those are the only cars who qualify for this <sighs> special license plates and okay I missed they, that can um drive into in the carpool lane without a carpool oh i see because i was gonna say out here the carpool lane is basically just so you can drive faster <laughs> so i'm like i don't see how that's connected <laughs> i was like that really sounds like a ride share kind of thing but no that's definitely um cool yeah. but moving along what else do you have for your current event well let's talk about miley cyrus Oh, what has she done now? Wait, what do you mean? What has she done? What ha- first of all, what hasn't the girl done? Um, I was talking to someone about this. You know, she's getting the divorce or, or somehow, I don't know, papers have been filed between her and uh, Liam. And I just want to say to you, Liam, if you're interested in a black woman who's a little bit overweight with two kids and maybe 10 years, maybe more older than you, I'm available. You don't have to be oh. alone. You don't have to go through this alone. I will, I'm available. Like, I'm just saying. Let me get that out there first. But he's good looking. He's all those gorgeous. brothers are good looking. Oh, my God, I, Chris, if you're on the fence of getting a divorce, I'm here for you too. That's all I'm saying. Oh, he's the one that I really like. But I just saw like a video Thor. on him and his wife the other day. Yeah, Thor, exactly. Mm-hmm. They're like really in love and he's a really oh, good fire. husband. So I don't, yeah, I don't think that's going anywhere. Anytime <sighs> soon. Well, but do you know like why are they luck. breaking up? Well, apparently Miley has a girlfriend. So um, that's going to interfere with a marriage. <laughs> just a little just a little you know just saying Mm. so i guess you know they had a rocky relationship i didn't realize i hadn't realized they were together for 10 years but wait um, miley cyrus and this guy yeah oh wow you know 10 Mm -hmm. years ago is only 2009 so i guess like when you say 10 years that seems like wow that's a really long time ago yeah. when you just say 2009 that doesn't feel so far off yeah it does to me at least not for me <laughs> i'm just like damn i'm getting old but whatever but they were together for 10 years you know off and on because you know they had their splits here and there for whatever foolishness she was doing and you know he's from a very conservative family so i guess um miley was out with her girlfriend and these are all things that may be completely untrue. I don't know. I'm reading them on the internet. Take it for what you want. So she was out with her girlfriend <laughs> and um, she there's pictures of them kissing or holding hands or something like that was taken and spread oh. all over the internet. And so it was rumored that once Liam's conservative family saw that, they were like, that's it. Enough from her. 
And so, because he's um, the rumor also said that he wanted to get back with her, even though she had a girlfriend. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. So, and I'm like, dude, you are so good looking. There has to be a hundred, a hundred women just waiting to line up. Like, you do not need to deal with this, you know, from her, sir. But anyway, I have a problem. So, <laughs> what? Because when you mentioned this. The song that popped into my head, SZA has a song called The Weekend, and it's like, my man is, your man is my man too, and I feel like Liam should keep this on repeat, and it's just like, my woman no. is your woman, it's my woman I think too, he should keep but just Chris for the Brown's. weekend. I think he should, <laughs> Chris Brown is Chris Brown, but he made a song that these people ain't loyal and perhaps that's a theme song that Liam needs to adapt. I don't know. We're just speculating. So then I was talking to someone else about this whole thing. And I was like, what happened to her? Because she used to be pretty, prancy, nice little girl, Miley Cyrus from the Miley Cyrus show, right? On mm-hmm. Disney. And everyone just adored her, you know, and she just was, you know, just wonderful back then. Then she went crazy and she started throwing her tongue and her titties out everywhere. I'm like, what is happening here? And of course, I wouldn't let my kids watch Miley Cyrus after that. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. She's got the devil on her. She's got the spirit. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Such a mess. Do you know what I think it is? I think happens with like these people. They're like repressed when they start these shows and for kids, whether it's on the Disney Channel or Nickelodeon, they themselves are children and they're growing up. But their character is not. And sometimes, because yeah. my cousin has three kids, so I've seen some of these shows that are on the Disney Channel and are on Nickelodeon. And it's like, these antics are ridiculous. It's like, yeah. if you're a kid, then yes, yeah. it's funny to you. But if you're now 19, 20, 21, and you're supposed to be a 13, 14-year-old, and you're like tripping down the stairs, this is not funny to you anymore. So I feel right. like when they get the opportunity to like get out, they go wild. Yes, that's what someone else theorized over the issue as well. They go, they said she wanted more serious roles. She wanted to expand her career as an actress, but she couldn't because everyone knew her as Miley Cyrus, the teenage girl from Disney, you know? And so to make herself more um, adult to make herself more to break out of that cast of um you know being this teenage heartthrob or whatever she was i don't know what you call it she just went crazy Mm. and she started sticking her tongue out and throwing her boobs around and that was what she did so that was some what some people think i just think i don't know i i don't get me started on the conspiracy of disney they have not they have (laughs) failed many so um i'm curious now what's the conspiracy because you know how i I don't want to say it i don't want to say it i don't want to say it on i'm not gonna say it because disney has some reach we may never see the light of day if (laughs) oh snap okay (laughs) (laughs) are they like the clinton (laughs) yes (laughs) they're like the clintons of kitty tv so okay We'll leave Disney alone because, you know, we, we don't want to have Disney. any issues. <laughs> I do. I love, I 
ask anybody. I love Disney World, Disneyland. Yeah. I'm We're going all about to it. Yes, we are. And Very I could not be more excited about that because I love Disney. Look, I have my mini ears ready and everything. It's going to mm-hmm. be great. Um, But this is so interesting that this was your topic about a marriage breaking up because to kind of wrap up the current events, I saw that Wendy Williams was on Dr. Oz. That and girl. I did not. Yeah, yeah. I didn't she watch looks- the episode. Mm. Oh, what are you going to say about how Wendy looks? Girl. Is it good or bad? She needs to stop. She needs to stop it. No, no. She's going through. She's going through something. She Um, was on drugs. She has a sickness. Um, I think she was recently on drugs. She checked herself into rehab. Mm. Her husband had a whole baby with his side chick and is trying to get all her money. Oh, like shit, her that son and her husband day. were fighting. <laughs> Ruth, I can't with you. I can't be like I just can't. I cannot. She's like, that happens to regular women every that day. To regular women every day. And some women it's happening right now. You don't even know it. You know, oh shit, my gosh. people three, four months pregnant, still hiding it. They're going to come out. Girl, bye. Stop. That, that is, is not that enough is for you. True. Her face okay. and body look scary. I, she oh. looks scary. I feel like she's a victim of like, what is it? Body dysmorphia where mm. she just kept getting plastic surgery, getting plastic surgery. And the surgeon is just taking her money mm-hmm. and that there was nobody around her to care about her enough to say, Wendy, you don't need to do this to your body. But mm. this is not even like the headline for the news. Oh, sorry. She, <laughs> no, 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 this is fine. Cause this is all valid. But she just made this interesting point, which I'm like, hmm. She said that she wants to get married again because she sees herself as a wife, not as a girlfriend, but she will not live in the same house with her future husband. And I was like, that is very interesting. You have, but I'm like, how do you have a marriage and you don't live in the same house as your husband? Like I get people not sleeping in the same room. Like if someone snores really terribly or you have like totally different schedules and that one person needs the room to be dark, super, super early. And the other person's not coming in until later. And it's just, you know, too much of a hassle. I get that. But if everything is on the up and up, like what do you get not having your spouse live in the same house? For me, I don't like it. I don't like I so I've been single for a very long time. And I feel like I have gotten set in my ways, you know? And um I am yeah. not I don't know how I could deal with someone being in the same bed with me every night. Like and and I have to like look at you every day. I don't think I want to. I like the opportunity to be able to go to a different house, maybe have dinner at your place and then my place. Like, I guess I just want to date for the rest of my life. I don't know because I can't deal with someone being under my roof with me. Like I can't control this person. They're not my kids. You know, like at my kids, I can be like, no, you shut up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm the boss here. You shut like, up. Right. I can't tell a grown man he should be quiet. You know what I mean? Like, no, you right. certainly need to shut Like, No, I have to deal with your attitude, deal with your person. Uh, and you are supposed to be here. Like, you, you, this is where you're supposed to be. I don't want you here. I'm sorry. I don't want it. So I get it. I get it. Because it's, 
a mind fuck if you think about it. You know, like he's coming home because he's supposed to. Me, I'm saying I don't like the idea of staying in the same house as someone and not sleeping in the same room. Like if I'm going to live with you, we're going to sleep in the same bed and we're going to do the whole thing. But if I'm not going to live with you, I'm okay with that as well. I would actually prefer for us to be neighbors. So you would want to be married, but you would no. I do not want to be married. But if I had to, that would be I'm with Wendy on there. She's like, you live in your own house. So it could kind of be like, I don't know, like. So when I went to California, we stayed in Airbnb, and this seems to be a common setup. I have not seen this on the East Coast, so I don't know if you have it in Arizona, which is kind of like, okay, first one, is Arizona considered like mid, of like Midwest, mid of the state, or do you consider yourself on the West Coast? West Coast. Yeah, so maybe you guys have this here, because I feel like this is a West Coast thing, but you have like this setup where like there's one house in the front and then right behind it is another house so it's all on the same property and it's very very close but it's two different houses maybe you could have something like that and then you no. can just be like oh i'm going over to my husband no you don't think that's <laughs> no i want my so you own want him place. far away i want you can be separate. my neighbor not... you can be my na- like i don't want you it's this it's mentally that's too much like i need you to have i need to mentally separate from you like you have your own place i have my own place and if you those people have their own place we didn't see them you're just like in the back if you live close (laughs) to me like that i feel like you are now a part of my household and i don't like that i don't want you in my household i don't want to be like oh he went over to his room like i don't want (laughs) to <laughs> but it's a whole other apartment. Like but you don't ever have to like go that. in there. Mm-mm. I don't know how to explain it for East Coast people because honestly, I've lived on the East Coast my entire life and I've never it's seen like this a, setup. So I don't in law. What do they it's call like an it? In law apartment. It's like an in law apartment an, where you, an in law yeah, apartment. Okay. Or, yeah, because you, some houses have a built in like space for in laws to live or parents or whatever but i feel like on the east coast like that's just if you live in a big house and you're like okay we're gonna make the basement or the first level of the house like we'll put a kitchen down there and they'll have a bathroom and a bedroom but it's all in the same house this is separate like you don't have to see him he has his own key you have your own key and if you don't physically leave your house and go into his house you won't see him fine so isn't that the that's same the thing? idea or you i want i don't yeah. want to so <laughs> whatever works i couldn't do this if i get married i feel like we need to live in the same place at the yeah. same time like you are with me and i'm with you <laughs> yeah we can be together and apart I but I, again i i'm different because i've been single for so long the idea that's of someone, <laughs> yes but but i have kids so I have already had my space taken and to have more space taken <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I can't swallow that pill like I've already got two roommates you know and I'm just like and now a third I can't deal with this I can't do it it's too I'm much. very tickled by that she's like mm-hmm. I've already had my space taken yes. and have this other person come in and I can't or even understand. tell that person what to do you know like that person is a grown up like me you know like I could tell my kids I know no you know what I mean and right. know that this I set the tone for my household If you know I'm mad the whole house is mad but if I'm happy everyone's happy you know like I do that that's right. I'm the boss you know and I've been the boss mm-hmm. for 
ever now. And I'm just like, no, I can't have another boss. That doesn't see too bo- too too many bosses. You can co-boss. Nope. <laughs> I don't. And we can co-boss. Like, like, what are you not money. understanding? But I, no. She's like, co-boss can. from your own damn house. <laughs> as long as you, you can stay here two days a week. And then, like, if you don't do it consecutive, like, two consecutive. I'm getting into, we're getting off topic. But I'm just like, I, I get it. I get it. I get what she's saying. Because sometimes you just want your own space. You know, you just need your own space when you get to a certain age. And having a room is just not enough. So, yeah i hear you i hear you but i mean i you guys can be listening two weeks from now five months from now and i'm like i'm in love and we're gonna live together and i would be guys so happy all, for you and you guys can all say bitch didn't you just say? <laughs> <laughs> he's like let me run that tape back <laughs> somebody play episode three for her somebody get episode three out talking all that shit that's why this is a that's what the name of this is current events or talking shit i was just talking shit oh well i'm happy to hear that you are open to the possibility i didn't say that but moving on (laughs) (laughs) healthy happy human. human Okay. I was reading this random study because this is what I do in my off time. And <laughs> I know. And it was about the brain and what happens to the brain when we go to sleep. And mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting because Siobhan and I, we talk about my sleep patterns often and hers because <laughs> we don't have this sleep thing down very well. Me, because I'm usually working her because her brain doesn't stop. So... Mm-mm. And yeah, and now she'll tell me, all right, going to bed. And then I'll see her on Facebook. And I'm like, what the hell is she doing on Facebook? She's supposed to be asleep. And so I'll text her, yeah. I'm, all right, go to sleep. And she'll say, ah, I just can't stop thinking. I'm like, girl. So what's I'm interesting? Having a midlife crisis. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk. That's a topic that's going to be coming up, you guys. I thought about this and I thought, I was like, I want to talk about it because I've been having a midlife crisis since 30. So. One of the things that we should know about our brain, why it makes us um, makes a huge difference and is very important that we do get adequate amounts of sleep is our brain actually shrinks the cells, the synopsis, which is the firing of between our neurons and whatever. Mm -hmm. Those are synopsis. They shrink um, by 20 percent. I saw one, yes, That's when a we sleep. Yes, girl. I thought it was so interesting. And um, someone else said 60%, but that was an older study. And I'll link back, we'll link back our studies for this too, so you can read it as well. But 20% they shrink. And so one study found that while we sleep, our brain is getting rid of toxins that are... Um, like protein and things of that nature that's too much that could lead towards Alzheimer's and dementia. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so it's getting rid of it while we're sleeping so we don't have a buildup. That's what one study said. And another study said that it's shrinking because it's giving us the um, room to grow and learn the next day. 
So the more sleep you have, if you were to just correlate it, the more sleep you have, the better opportunity you have to be alert so you can learn and grow. So that was very interesting. So adults between the ages of 18 and 65 should have between seven to nine hours of sleep. We have some work to do, Siobhan. <laughs> so when Sam and I, I don't want to say when we first met, but I've, we've spoken about this, like she said, and I'm always like eight hours and 15 minutes. I feel like this is the number that I'm aiming for. But like she said, I feel like I rarely, rarely get eight hours and 15 minutes. I'm like, my goal is to be in bed by 10 and wake up at 6.15. I feel mm-hmm. like that's normal and acceptable. Right. This does not happen. I no. feel like the typical up and sleep schedule cycle like the way the whole world is doesn't work for me i feel like i could probably stay up all night because i i feel like i get a second wind like around seven eight nine i'll be tired and then now i'm starting to like wake up and feel Mm -hmm. more alert Mm -hmm. and then i can't you know i can't sleep but then i'm also i know i'm thinking about a lot and i'm running through all the different ways that i can do different things and then i don't know how this is going to turn out like overthinking for sure right right and so I never hit that eight hours and 15 minutes. But Sam, you get even less sleep. On a regular, like I aim for it. <laughs> that's what's so bad. It's like, no, I'm aiming for five. I, I get five or six and that's what I'm aiming for. Because like literally I have a timer that goes off of my phone that says, okay, if you, wanna, if you want seven hours of sleep, you should go to sleep now. And then I always ignore that one for the next couple of hours. <laughs> So I actually, because I I need time for Sam. And I don't care what Mm -hmm. Sam is doing. Like sometimes like now, when I put the twins to bed at 8.30, I have to start writing. But when I'm Mm -hmm. not in a book deadline mode, um, I usually use that stuff for Sam time to decompress. Because all day long, I'm worried about my kids. They're not with me. I can't, I don't have hands and eyes on them. So I'm worried about them. I'm waiting for a call. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm just in the back of your mind. You're, yeah. you're always thinking about them or whatever it is that you're doing. You know, like things happen at work and then you start thinking about that and that. And then you're also thinking about, oh, this, this, this day, this bill is due. So you have all these different processes that are going through your mind all day long. And most of my stress mm-hmm. comes from being a parent, a single parent. So I'm just constantly wow. stressed out all day long, t- all day long about work because I need to do my best. I need to be the best. I need to, you know, make sure I'm not doing anything that's going to get me fired because I have these kids, you know, <laughs> I feel like all day long, yeah. every decision that I make, that's my thought process. And then I have my phone with me because I'm like, oh, I can't leave my phone. What if Michael gets sick? What if Michelle gets sick at school? It's three o'clock, school let out. I haven't gotten a text message. I need to make sure I'm checking. You're like, I'm always thinking like all day long. So when I put the twins to bed at 8.30, then I know that, okay, they're home, they're safe, you know, I can see mm-hmm. them, I can feel them, I can shut down. You know, I think like part of my brain kind of shuts down the, the stress part for that my makes kids. Sense. Yeah, so I need that couple of hours to just breathe. Like you said, a couple, like that was your mantra a couple of weeks ago, that was your yeah. affirmation. I need that to just breathe. Like I just need 8.30 to midnight to just breathe. And that's what I use it for. And I'm sorry, brain, 
you're going to be in worse shape if I don't get that. <laughs> if I don't get them hours, because we're going to go crazy. I just need some time to decompress, let the day, you know, settle and and all those things. So for me, 12 to 6 is when I sleep. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I feel well, like it's so much deeper than just like us as people saying, okay, we need to get eight hours of sleep. Like the system, everything, like having kids, the kids getting to school, you going to work yeah. dictates that you really won't have time to yourself yeah. until 830. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, now I finally had time. Like I want to sit down. I want to eat dinner. I want to have some ice cream. I want to mm-hmm. read a book or mm-hmm. watch something on TV mm-hmm. or, you know, play a game and just right. relax and so yep. i don't have kids so i don't have that struggle but my day is inverted because i work with kids and i don't have access to them until you know after school hours so i end up working late into the night oh, which then plays into true. why i don't make dinner because i'm like i didn't grocery shop and again this is all like systemic like what do you need to do to set yourself up so it's like if i don't go to the supermarket then i have to like on sunday or saturday i have to go to the supermarket during the day so now that becomes you know seven seven thirty you're in the supermarket then you gotta come home right. and cook the food so now it's like eight forty five nine o'clock i'm just sitting down to okay. eat dinner and maybe that's why i'm having trouble going to sleep too i think i'm overthinking but maybe my body is like i need to just digest this dinner that you just ate you know it's mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do they have any recommendations in the study by any chance of what no, we can do? It wasn't a help? study for recommendations. It was just a look what we found out. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, you know, at the end, they're like suggestions. No, they were like sleep. How to apply. Mm-mm. This one was, yeah. so you should get some sleep. That was. The it's so crazy because there are high performers and high achievers Mm -hmm. that are like i get three or four hours of sleep a night because if i only sleep three or four hours that leaves me like freaking 21 hours to be productive Mm -hmm. and i could be that person but i shut like my my i could never says 12 o'clock no we sam this is a hard stop you know and I have tried to go that extra, but I just can't. But I would love if I could like healthy wise do that and add more hours to my day. Oh, that would be the bomb. That would be. Let's try it. No. I'm going to do my very. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot do that. <laughs> the way you said no was like, I'm not even trying that. Like, why would you suggest that to me? <laughs> It's like a combination of disgust and like offense. It's like how do <laughs> Well fine, you don't do it then. I you know you this week it. I didn't have any ice cream. Next week my goal is to every day next week be in bed by 10 p.m. And get up by 6.15. I would really like to get up at 5 a.m. Because I'm rereading the book, The Morning Miracle. I'm trying to get mm-hmm. all these routines and schedules in my life. Because, mm-hmm. again, like I've said before, like I have a very unique skill set to make schedules. And I really feel like I need a schedule for all of my time. And I yeah, know it might sound crazy. But I feel like I really need to be like, mm-hmm. I schedule my work week 
but I feel like I need to get very, very specific yeah. with my free time mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm making the most of that time. Yep. That's what so I, I do. need to literally schedule like Siobhan, go to the gym. Mm-hmm make breakfast Mm -hmm. eat breakfast shower Mm -hmm. get dressed like i need that visual schedule and then i can just check check things off off. so i have like yeah i have these little like i showed sam a picture before it's like a really colorful like pretty this is your a section i like pretty things i feel like it encourages me to use them this is your a thing that must be (laughs) done this is your b thing (laughs) that you should do for work it's okay but for like all the other things not so much but just definitely trying to get more on track with if hopefully you have a morning routine and an evening routine, mm-hmm. I can see some better results with my sleep. I won't be so worried about the next day because mm-hmm. I can kind of review ahead of hand, ahead of hand, ahead of time. I have this struggle with the need to know so i'm like working on that and i think that keeps me up a lot of times because when i should be sleeping i'm thinking of the like one billion ways that one situation can turn into all these other things and Mm -hmm. my mind just gets away from me yeah true that but that was really really interesting sam yay i'm leaning into growth it's continuous process improvement. It's not something that we can discuss um, all in the next 15 minutes or something like that. It's definitely a meaty or a longer conversation that we'll have together. So I'm going to do a series on continuous process improvement on the weeks that I do entrepreneurship, because I think it's really important for um, businesses to be looking at continually growing and evaluating the way they're doing business and if it's working or if it's not working. So the continuous process improvement should be applicable to any stage of a business. It is also, I would I would dare to say it is paramount to the success of a small business to do a continuous process mm-hmm. improvement plan and have that on file and be looking at that all the time. The folks that are at the higher level, you know, of, of let's just say we're selling something and they're at the higher level, they've already been established. They have a brand like we were talking a little bit about brands tonight, which means we know them by sight. We know them by tagline Nike just do it. I mean, they don't have to put as much effort into the continual process improvement. But let me tell you, this is a very big push, even at that level, because continuous process improvement is going to make sure they stay within the market and they are at the head of the game. And so they can continue to have the large share of the shoe market to the shoe sale market or the tinny shoe sale market. Yeah, look at that tinny shoe sell market that they already have as different people try to penetrate that market they won't be easily overrun so i want to first say um continuous process improvement is the uh is a is a sort of a of a umbrella for strategies that evaluate um, the efficiency and and um, the effectiveness of your business and what it's doing and how it's going to fulfill the business mission and vision. I will always circle back to a mission and a vision statement. What is your mission? What is your vision statement? You need to have those so that you know that you're on track. And so whenever you're doing a yes. continuous process improvement plan, the, you have to have a goal and your goal needs to be attached to your vision and your mission. So let's say you are selling some shoes and you're saying we want 5% growth in the next six months. Okay, now what 
part of your market do you want to grow? If you're segmented, if so, if you're a shoe company that also sells watches, that also sells um, um, socks, clothing. yeah, or clothing, you have there's several different market segments that you that you have segmented into several different markets: the watch market, the the sock or the clothing market, and the shoe market. So, where do you want to grow the five percent? And some businesses for each segment, they have their own vision and their own mission. So what is the, the sock mission in the vision? What is the shoe mission in the vision? So like when I did a deep analysis of Amazon, they have, um, and I think I did an analysis of um, Microsoft as well. And when I looked at how they broke up their market segments, as you know, like Microsoft, for example, has tablets, they have phones, they have all these different shares, market shares they're trying to penetrate. Each one of them had their own siloed out um, piece in the, the corporate, the corporation. And each um, organization inside that corporation had its own vision, had its own mission. And the people who worked in that section of the corporation played into the mission and played into the vision of that section of the corporation, which then played into the mission and the vision of the larger overarching goal of Microsoft. So that's what you have to look at. Like, are you meeting your deadlines? Are you meeting your goals or your objectives um, if of your vision by continuously improving your product, your plan, and what your deliverables are to your, um, I want to say end users, but customers, whatever it is that you're doing. So there's one um, way to do it is called PDCA. This I think is the easiest way to implement continuous process improvement and it's plan, do, check, adapt. So PDCA is a tool of continuous process improvement. So, But that about wraps us up. We just have to do our intentions for the week. So how are you closing out your week this so i've talked all this shit i'm so backwards like here i am talking all this like oh real professional stuff then i start talking shit again so (laughs) it's just like who are you i don't know folks um so i just this week has been different like i said i'm really when i get like this i'm pretty vulnerable i think to my emotions because i just have all these feels and so yeah. this week was a week of me thinking about my weight, thinking about all the things that I'm doing, not doing, thinking about, I mean, just all the things. So, of course, I thought about relationships and me and what am I doing with that and some of the people who are currently around but not around. And I kind of got annoyed by that this week, which is weird because I usually don't get annoyed by that. I usually am like, eh, you know, Chris Brown. Right. So... I found this um, quote. I don't know who wrote it, but it says, don't fight for their attention. If they really care, you shouldn't have to. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that spoke to me this week because that's how I felt like I felt like a lot of people are in my life, but they are not constantly there. And I don't think that's right. You know? And I don't think that mm-hmm. you deserve me or to be um, in my inner circle of me if I can't have your attention freely. Hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Very good. And so 
my intention going into next week is you don't have to do it all. That's it. I got to keep it simple with myself. <laughs> One thing at a time. Like, I'm waiting for the rest one thing of it. At a time. <laughs> She's like, that's it. <laughs> no, because that's it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it all because mm-hmm. that's you true. just don't. Yes. That's one good. thing at a time. Mm-hmm. This, I know Sam is like, Mm-mm. no, Sam is like, don't do all things. No, but for me I right agree. Now. I agree. Jeez. Oh, I'm okay. I agree. I take that back. Go, girl. I agree with you because it is easy to get um, caught up in trying to do all the things, and you really just Mm -hmm. need to do two of them right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think I've, like, this week and just doing all the, like, many different things, and Sammy, we can always catch up offline. Mm -hmm. It's like I have gotten the feedback from people that are close to me and people that care about me that are like, why are you trying to do all these things like pick the most important ones and do those and i'm like oh and again it's like i post on my facebook too sometimes in trying to be nice and as a woman of color to be like i'm juggling all of the things i can do all the things i take on more than what i should Mm -hmm. so i'm working on this so next week i do not have to do all of the things the big goal for next week is bed at 10 up at 6 15 there you go update you on that (laughs) i'm gonna be on pins and needles but i also try to support you siobhan when you do these things and i'll be like okay it's 10 o'clock and you're like but wait 15 more minutes and i'm like okay because i'm weak-willed so because i'm i'm never tired like i have in my head that i want to go to bed at this time but i just i'm i'm not tired so it's Mm -hmm. like what do i do what do i do and then i lay there and i try to make myself go to sleep and then i start thinking it's like oh what am i doing tomorrow i could probably do this right now real quick and Mm -hmm. then the next thing you know it's 1 15 and i'm like well (laughs) how did it get from 10 o'clock to 1 15 because i literally said i was going to bed Mm -hmm. yeah but that's our show for this week guys thank you so much for tuning in we really appreciate you guys taking the time to Mm -hmm have us in the car with you as you're driving to work as you get ready in the morning Mm -hmm. um and as always you can find us at the noir professionals at facebook and on instagram and our email is the noir professionals at gmail.com and of course we'll be back every single wednesday give us a five star and you know what your mom said if you can't say anything nice don't say anything at all (laughs) I'm sticking to that. So give us a rating. We do enjoy seeing those and we do like to see them go up. We do want to hear what you have to say about our show. So hopefully we will be able to maybe next week read some of the wonderful comments you all have left for us. So we will see you on Wednesday. Bye. Hey guys, just a reminder that Sam and I are sharing these things with you because we believe in them, we actually use them, and we're letting you know what we think works for us. We are not paid or sponsored to use or recommend any of the items that we talk about during the podcast, and we will always link to everything that we talk about in the show notes on our Facebook page, where you can find us at the Noir Professionals at Facebook and at Instagram, or you can email us at the Noir Professionals at gmail.com.